Get ahead of the postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Because who knew that it could be so dramatic? You know, Clash of Clans has just gotten out of control. Well, I knew because you tell me all the time. I tell your Clash of Clans stories are like soap operas. Okay. It blows my mind that the level of deceit and trickery and- This is serious stuff. I'm going to play music while I tell you the most recent <laughs> what's going on with this. You're going to okay, play, play some background music? Oh, that's nice. That's, that's nice. Mm-hmm. This week on Clash of Clans, <laughs> Danae learns that her previous clan is still talking smack about her. Wow. How will she react? Stay tuned. Is that good? <laughs> no, that's good. How do you think with the music? Was that a good music? That is, um, yeah, yeah, that's perfect, <laughs> perfect. No, seriously, it's gotten out of control. So I what's have, going on? I have started my own clan now. We'll get to like the major chunk of the podcast here in a second, but important things first. Guys, yeah. So um, I wasn't having a good time in the previous clan uh-huh. after being there for almost a full year, like 11 months and like three weeks. Okay. What was bothering you? Um, a crazy leader. Okay. Legit, straight up crazy leader okay. person. So you do realize now you're talking smack like on public live, you know, podcasting now. Doctor Bluto, if you're listening, <laughs> calling him out by name. You and I have un- unfinished business. So what happened? I so much. I don't even want to go into that. Okay, it's okay, like it's okay. way too dramatic. Right. It truly, truly is very dramatic. And I it's know very you've drawn told out. me about it. But basically, what it came down to is the. Best option that I had was to take the people who liked playing and just try to find another group to play with. Uh-huh. So I did that. I found two other groups that were like, yeah, let's try to merge together in one group. And so we all jumped in, made a new clan together. They elected me leader. And now my life is even more a clash of clans than it was before because I'm leading a now new group. Now you're leading a clan. My clan is called Mind Over Mortar. Because of the, the mortar, you know, like for... I love it. it no, it's clever. Good. It's a good play on words. I didn't come up with that. Good. Halbern Hulk did. <laughs> I don't know how to say his name, but he's a really great the guy. The problem with usernames. Anyhow, so that's, I just wanted to give you an update. If you play Clash of Clans and you want to come play with my clan, just send me a message. You're more than welcome to join Minds Over Mortar. Mind Over Mortar. Mind Over Mortar. We're a level two clan. We just hit level two. Go <laughs> us. <Woo>! Nice. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for joining us. Uh, it's good to see Spartanite and uh, Humberto on, uh, on I the I just Mixler. call you H2. Yeah, H2 so. is the username. Also, we're uh, periscoping at the moment. Hello to the oh, live hey, Periscope. watchers and Periscope. You feel free to tune in either way. Um, if you want to join in on the chat, feel free to do so. Just type it there in the Mixler app or however you're you know, kind of tuning into Mixler. We'll see that and certainly could use that today. Today is going to be a fun episode of Shoe the Dough. It's going to be an interview. And we do these from time to time. We'll have uh, various people kind of come in for an interview. Mm-hmm. We've done artist interviews in the past and things like that. But today it's going to be turned on its head a little bit. I had uh, some buddies, some college buddies come into town with their family. Families. We vacation together every year, and we'll talk a little bit more about that here in this interview. But while they were in town, Danae decided, we decided for today, Danae to sit down and interview us. 
and kind of talk about friendship and, you know, how do you have lifelong friends? And like when you think of, uh, you know, a lifelong friend, what does that mean to you? Who is that in your life? You're very unique group. It's not just your college buddies. They came into town one day. Uh You guys get together every single year as a group, including college buddies, wives and all children. Total 27 people. 25. 25. people. Yes. Yeah. I don't know where the extra two came from. (laughs) I don't know. Maybe you're seeing the future. (laughs) I hope not. I thought we were all done having children. Well, you didn't invite Justin and I. Oh, that's what it is. You were inviting yourself at all future Uh events. I see how it goes. Uh, So we're excited to play that for you. We'll get into that here in just a second. Before we do, however, want to let you know we're excited to announce for our Patreon supporters. And by the way, if, if you don't support a buck a month, Three bucks a month, whatever you know, you want to do to help keep this show going and growing and going strong. When you support now, there will be a bonus segment of Shoe the Dough every single episode at the Patreon page. So whether so you give just that, a dollar yeah. a month or ten dollars a month, mm-hmm. it will be there for you in conjunction with each podcast. That's like eight additional things for our patron supporters so if you have been thinking about supporting us a dollar a month will give you access to a lot of extras that we're going to start producing mm-hmm. we're really excited about that so go to patreon.com slash aaron and danae there are links at our website if you're on aaron and listening right now you'll see a little thing that says patreon just click mm-hmm. on it i'll take yep. you right there yeah and i know uh, like a dollar a month may not seem like a lot but that means the world to us so thanks for thanks for joining us there and taking a look at that and keeping this strong because as that grows the show is able to grow the community is able to grow and we love doing this with you so thanks uh welcome to jennifer who just joined us uh, also in the uh in the mixler app so feel free to chat along as we kind of play the show today it's a little bit different because usually we're live through the, the whole, whole thing. time we will be here during yes. the whole thing but we're going to play the interview since it happened what was it two weeks ago now that the guys were in three so i don't know what okay so you haven't heard this since then no right? i haven't so heard i'm any curious of this ep- i haven't heard i came in to do this interview I sat in this room if you're watching on periscope sat right over here and your three guys are you know over mm-hmm. um and we all just kind of got together and did this interview. It was a very intimidating experience for me. Yeah. There's nothing quite like going into a room of four guy buddies, you know, that have uh-huh. known each other since college. So you're probably feeling, number one, you're the only female. And number two, you don't know these people like I do. And so there's this weird kind of yeah dynamic going on. Well, it's like, I know you pretty well because I work with you yeah. every day. We do many projects together. And they know you really well because they've known you for so long. So mm-hmm. we all know you really well, but we mm-hmm. don't know each other. Yeah. So that was, yeah, it was very interesting. What would be the one word you would think in your mind if you could look back on that recording, you know, session or whatever in your mind right now before hearing it, like hearing it again, what's the one word that comes to mind? Boys club. Boys club. I think that's two words, but I'll know. go ahead and forgive you. No, it's a hyphen. There's a hyphen. Oh, I see yeah, how it works. It still counts as one word. I don't know. The reason I said that is because I could tell that you guys had this camaraderie between you. You have had so much history and so much fun together. So I don't know. I felt like I was kind of like getting a 
little backstage pass into the boys club for just a second well that's what we want to give you as well and it's kind of one of those things where good friends get together and they laugh and we hope you can laugh along and we do talk a little bit about friendship and kind of what it means and and i hope you have somebody in your life that you can kind of you know reflect on that's you know been that for you and been been able to be there we will be in the room so if you've got comments feel free to still uh you can interact on the chat we'll be there able to chat with you we'll actually probably be more active on chat Today, because we don't have to talk, so we can, you know, we can typeity type if you have any questions about the guys or or what's going on. um, I'm gonna log on right now. Feel free to join us there. So, oh, and also one other thing: this starts off instead of with uh, Tassie Tab, who's the little little girl that intros a lot of our episodes. This one starts off with my friend Andy because when he sat down at the microphones we have in here, this is the first thing he did. (laughs) It was the very first thing out of his mouth. So we figured we'd start with that as we get into the show. So without further ado, here is Shudo on friendship. Are flipping the wax and putting it on down the tracks here. We're making it happen for you live. Calling with your request right now. We'll be happy to get this thing flowing for you. What would you like to hear? What are you feeling tonight? Are you in love? Are you brokenhearted? Are you happy? Are you sad? Are these good times or are they bad? Tell me about it. I want to hear it all. Call 1 800 WKIK Kick Radio. Call me right now. Aaron, you wanted me to be the person like guiding this ship because um, I am your radio person. Right. Well, here's here's my thought. My thought is we have roles when we do stuff, but then when I'm hanging out with these guys, like my roles shift. Like I become, you know, a little bit different in context with them. So you're saying you're not con- a consistent. So like I don't know person? who I am right now. Like I don't know. Are you like, freaking wh- out? I am a little bit. Like I don't know which world to live in. So before we get too far in, let's do do introductions doo-doo. and kind of. Did you say doo doo? <laughs> who are you right now? I mean, come on. We don't. Even this know is gonna who be you so funny. Eric's first time. Come on, give him a break. <laughs> you said doo doo out of the gate. You thought you, you gave me flack. Just wait. Oh. Uh, yes. Uh, uh, we do want to do the introductions and kind of let the people official know introductions. who's in the room and kind of what the relationship is. And you're only going to know them by voice. Yeah. I'll be the easy one to uh, hear the difference. <laughs> not yes. the easy one in that way. Guys, that is not okay. <laughs> we'll start with Aaron. Familiar voice. Uh, yes. So hopefully you know my voice. But then my friends are here. Brian, this is his voice. This is my voice right here. Very nicely Hi, done. ladies. <laughs> <laughs> This is gonna be the best, uh, Matt. I, what do you want me to say? I mean, no, you, nothing. You, you, I was just turn to me. You say my name, and you're I'm good. Supposed to... Everybody knows who you are now. And Andy. Hi there. <laughs> no, this is my voice. Okay, so these are my friends, uh, Matt, Brian, and Andy, and they traveled with me when I was in college. Every weekend we'd go to different churches and do like music and drama and that kind of stuff. And then over the summer we'd go to like youth camps and. So we traveled for so long together, we decided we wanted to like do our lives together for the rest actually of the eternity. Actually be friends. Mm-hmm. Yes, actually be friends. Which, by the way, it doesn't always happen that way. I mean, we right. knew many that people is true. that traveled in these groups and did their best to look like they were friends when they were on stage. And then <laughs> afterwards, they very much went their separate ways. But we were the kind of people that wanted to hang out with each other, even when we weren't doing stuff. And that's why we still every year get together and, and But what kind of together. work does it take? For you guys to have maintained a friendship this you know, long. I mean, the work now is scheduling. Right. It, it literally That's is primarily just it, yeah. the commitment to say we're going to keep working on the schedule 
given four different families and everything that's going on. There are so 25 of us in this house with three bathrooms. Right. Yes. Wait, there's, there's a third a... bathroom? <laughs> it's a oh, secret you guys bathroom. Didn't tell me. It's a everything secret. has to that's be only, scheduled. That's only for Andy's family and my family. You weren't supposed to know about that one. I'm sorry. It's part of a possible fourth <laughs> that even Aaron doesn't know about yet. Believe me, as far as my boys are concerned, there's probably seven or eight around this place, okay? Just so you're aware. But personality-wise, have you guys, like, had to make, like, we just have to choose to get over this and get back to the bedrock of our friendship and keep going? Or have you guys just literally always pretty much got along? That's a good question. Do we fight? Do we ever, like, really? No. I mean, we certainly disagree. If we we didn't disagree, we wouldn't be honest with each other. Right. So honesty is huge. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I don't... Nobody is afraid to share what they really think, but there is a sense of, you know, I don't have to get my way all the time. So I'll put in my two cents. There are some things that each of us cares a lot about, and I think we figured that out. And when somebody cares a lot about that, they'll take the lead on preference. Um, Now, by the time you put 25 of us together, not just four, it does complicate it. Each of us are married, so our, our primary commitment is to our wife and family. And then how do we do friendship all at the same time? So you feel like you're playing different roles today. That That's kind of what these weeks are like. Yeah, no, for sure. Because, you know, I think we're all built pretty similar in that we can go with the flow pretty well. Um, but we all serve two masters, so to speak. We, you know, we serve the friendship and then we mm-hmm. serve our family. And so that mm-hmm. there is conflict in that sometimes. But, mm-hmm. you know, you just. So you're saying it's the lady's fault? I no. totally agree with that. Right. We are I, complicating things. I know, but I don't think I don't think <laughs> Brian, we've what do ever. You have to say about that? I don't think we. I've ever had friendships with three other guys that have been so easy as yeah. as these three guys, though. So, I mean, it's it's work because of the complexity of life right now. Mm-hmm. But I think it was almost instantaneous, easy, clicking, fun. Yeah, the first week we traveled together, yeah. uh, it was obvious that it was just. There, it was frictionless. You know, yeah, it just yeah. didn't feel like there was any effort to it. Getting along, the relationships, all the pieces seemed to fit really well. And so we've just... Are you seeing that same thing? So you guys all have kids, and now your kids are spending time together. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like that effortlessness is kind of passed on to how your kids interact? So are you guys kind of seeing that same level of relationship? Oh, the smiles in this room. There's a, <laughs> there's a couple like, well, kind of. Well, I mean, there are so many different personalities among them, but they kind of think of each other as siblings because since each of them was in a crib they've been on trips like this with each other more so like distant cousins than siblings more like distant You're cousins. I, I don't know my kids siblings that live way down are, the hall <laughs> my kids are closer <laughs> not this get, week that's, yeah except for in, this week. in getting together with you guys just you know once a year maybe maybe twice you know mm-hmm. new years we get together sometimes my kids are closer to your kids than they are to their cousins you know, yeah. like it's, I mean, so I, I'd say closer to siblings than cousins, maybe closer yeah. to best friends than siblings. But, you know, they're certainly at the top of kind of their friendship chain mm-hmm. in a lot of I ways. I heard rumor that they want to go to college together. Yeah, the older ones are already yeah. talking yeah. about that. Mm-hmm. Kind of brushing that over. They've mm-hmm. talked about doing, they were just talking this week about continuing this vacation on. Like once they've kind of grown up and they have their families. And so we ask if we were invited. You know, on their vacation. When you're like in your 60s and 70s. <laughs> and they're still discussing it. They don't yes. know. They don't know yet. Back with us, you know, on the answer to that <laughs> We don't yet. know if we've made the cut. 
a little wheelchair pushing it, when you guys are in your 80s and 90s. They're it looking together. It, it is interesting to see the like the dynamics. Like we have nicknames for the you know different groups because of the way they interact with each other. Okay, what you are know, the nicknames? Well, we were just trying to figure that out this week. The older three of the three musketeers. They kind of led the way. The older three guys. And then there's... Which one? Okay, who the three, the three oldest, belong to who? Austin. That'd be my Austin. And my Isaac. And my Andrew. What happened to yours? (laughs) That's a bigger question. We can spend some time there. I tried to hold off having kids as long as possible. Hey! And, uh... We have a lot of... Well, he also decided to have girls. Like, that threw... He had three girls before he had a guy. The rest of us only had guys. Well, you had... Your second was a girl, Mm -hmm. I guess, so... Still is. So your your boy is how old? My boy is the youngest uh, of my crew, and he is, uh, that's a good question, uh, seven. Is that the one that you picked up that had the Rubik's Cube? Yes. He's adorable. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's Alex. So you've got... It was funny because when Aaron lifted him up, he, like, had his legs, like, still bent. And children are really fascinating to me. I don't have any of my own, so I'm always, like, watching him, like, their wildlife. He's just like holding on, like he's like this, like a little critter just picked out of the woods. And he's like, This is this child. And then he's like, Hi. <laughs> like, Hi. <laughs> that was pretty amazing. You were saying, Aaron? No, I, I was, that's very true. I kind of held him like a frog yeah. in many ways, like a kid would hold up a I frog. I didn't know what to do. Something. Yeah, I had no idea. Uh, so the older three of the three musketeers, then there's a couple girls, Adeline is Matt's, and then Brian's oldest girl, Emma, and they hang out with the two next boys, which is my Justin and Andy's Isaiah. Mm -hmm. So that four is the fantastic four. They're the next four. And then there's two groups of five after that right now. Now those are probably going to like morph. So we have guardians of the galaxy. (laughs) Right. That's, that's actually not bad. It's it's good. I don't know. What's another five? What's another five? Well, we don't know. The middle five are all boys. The middle five are all boys. So there's Mm -hmm. Christian, the twins, which is Micah and Matthew. Uh, and so then, someone's got to be a girl. Yeah, and then that Caleb. Work. Caleb. Yeah. Uh, and so, in lo- in and then what? Ethan. Ethan's in that group too. Mm-hmm. Ethan and Caleb are at the younger end of that group. And we mm-hmm. kind of like the starting five. That was kind of a cool Fab Five. Fab well, five. the starting the starting, f- five. the starting five is the three older boys and then the two next boys. They're the starting <laughs> five. Does Aaron yeah. always have the plan? <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. I've got a question for you. He thinks he always has the plan. Is no, there any other planner will, in the group? I will credit Aaron that uh, even though we all realized very early on that we were easy friends, I mean, it was mm-hmm. just a natural relationship. Still, usually graduate from college or move into new areas of your life. And unless somebody takes that initiative and says, you know, hey, guys, let's rally up and let's make this happen. Aaron's always been the one to do that. And that has been um amazing Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, for all of us we've all kind of enjoyed the benefit of that Mm -hmm. because i don't know that either the three of us would have made that work at least the same way and it's consistent and he kind of challenged us or kind of invited us on this journey and i think we all you know very reluctantly no okay Yeah. yeah Yeah, so you always need an instigator, and Aaron's been yeah. that one to say, hey, guys, we need to talk now about what's going to happen in the summer. And some of that's been a logistic issue sure. for you know where are we going to go and, therefore, what, what plans we're going to make. But that got us talking early enough in the year that we could line the schedule and make the commitment. I experienced that, too. So Aaron gets us started. 
he plans us talking and getting our location selected and the date selected. And then he stops and doesn't plan another <laughs> thing. He doesn't he really want work. to do anything. Yeah. Everybody arrives. We're planning We're anything. Good. We're going. What are we? Yeah, I just wanted us all in the same location. <laughs> I don't care what we do. Let's just sit on the couches and talk. I don't. Yeah. Why do we have to go places? And we have to know what movie is coming out that week that we might see. That together. is also true. Right. So yeah. there's there's good yeah. tradition there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I appreciate that, and and also regret the question being asked at the same time. But it's true that it is something about your personality because it was making me think, like about us being in this studio, and also all the things that have happened in the career shift, and us kind of like launching our own studio and launching our own show, and like a lot of that happens because there has to be someone who's like willing to go. This is the plan right now. Let's do this, mm-hmm. and kind of step out and be that like point person. So you're the point person. Yeah. It's interesting because I'm so laid back. It's not, I mean, you're right. Like when mm-hmm. the moment comes for it to to happen, I just kind of ease into it. And I mean, we were at a water park today and I just sat there and watched the bags all day. I didn't do a sing. I didn't get into the water at <laughs> it, all. It was not about our, our wives. You weren't making a. <laughs> no, no, no. Actual <laughs> bags. They actual, actually were actual bags. bags. Yeah. Not that one. I've got questions I wrote down. I'm just oh, trying to nice. access those. Wow. I thought yeah. you I thought being all organized. This had already gotten yeah. boring and you were. Uh, <laughs> yeah, guys, texting. I'm out. That's Check right. it out. <laughs> Somebody. Well, my first question was, if the apocalypse is happening, who is the one in charge? I think we just established that would be Aaron. No. No? Aaron is the one who's just going to call us and say, hey, guys, could we have an apocalypse together? <laughs> That's right. That's right. And then That's right. if we're going to plan anything beyond that, yeah. it's not going to be Aaron. So who picks it up from there? I think, I think Matt probably plays yeah. Alpha in that role a lot of yeah, ways. For sure. Yeah. Probably yeah. would be Matt. He's kind of been the planner from the beginning. Yeah, probably, and and that probably actually predate. I mean, that goes back to when we did travel. That that yeah. was that was one of the roles that I. It's had. like your natural yeah. gifting. That yeah, but you it's have. also your personality. You yeah, just sure. tend to. Yeah. And I talk a lot. I have a loud voice. Although I think I would kill the most zombies. Uh, yes. So you're the zombie killer. Yes. Right. Probably, uh, probably with uh, by like throwing suckers at them, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Different. Yeah. No pointy objects. And what is what is that? That what was a that reference. By the way, you, just you, before you say it, that was a reference to one time when Brian almost took out a camper's eye with a sucker because he was throwing them so hard into the into the audience. Yeah. To be nice. Brian was Brian was always the one we were Wait, worried hold on about. A second. A hold on, hold on with. a second. So you're on stage and you're performing. <laughs> and part of the we're performance prizes, is that your yeah. prize right. okay. Right. And instead of just like lobbing them up into the air. There was no air, lob. There's there's yeah. I do that too. Ask him. No, it's true. I'm a chucker. Yeah, there was a smile like little kid in the back, a boy that was going, you know, give me that taunting look like you cannot reach I think me. he said you can't even throw it back he here this far. He probably did. Right. And I whipped it at him with such fury that when the girl in front of him stood <laughs> unexpectedly after I had already released said object she caught it right in the eye. And listen, we're talking about a blow pop here. We're talking about a dumb, dumb sucker or something. We're talking about someone with a force that could really do some damage. And, and if I remember, that was the second kid that week that went to the hospital. From a sucker attack? No, there was oh, a okay. Brian attack. From a Brian attack. attack. But let's right. not. So your security. Something. Her muscle or something. Yeah, you're you're that guy. Um, so Andy, what is that? What, what role do you think? I guess I'm Ringo. Who's left? I don't know what I do. You don't do. know what you do. Yeah. 
put yourself. I think I, I will say this. I think Andy is the funniest of us four. I think he has I the that. most yep. on target sense of humor. So he's gonna laugh the zombies to death. Yeah, right. he will. When when it's time to break the you know have the humor break in the drama, that's Andy will yep. provide something. Well, that's kind of you to say, but I would disagree. But anyway, these guys are so funny. I don't know why. I don't. Most of the stuff I say. I'd he, say to try to get these three guys to laugh. He is, There's nothing better in life than these three guys laughing. The cracking up. <laughs> oh, it's the best. Does it happen every time you get together? Yes. That's good. Yeah. What about like online, like when you guys do the hangouts? Do you guys crack up then or is it more, oh, mostly in person? No, it's on hangouts too. Yeah, it's always. always. Yeah. But it's scary because you make a joke and you can't hear the laugh, so you're going... <laughs> Did that take? Did you get it? <laughs> yeah, I was kidding. The wife's angry. So good. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, that's usually we have gotten our, we have gotten each other's wives angry yeah. at, at, on occasion. Uh, but you have to diffuse that. I think we just separate for a while, yeah. and then I, I think what happens is we become the sounding board probably for our wives' frustration. Mm -hmm. You know, in many ways, with you know a joke that maybe went too far, or you know something that was too offensive. So yeah, yeah, something like that. But they've learned us by now. I mean, it's been like 20 so. years. They right. know, you know, that it's coming. They know what. Yeah. So they know all your inside jokes by now, huh? So do those happen a lot, the inside jokes? Constantly. I, the, because the ones that stay with us just stay with us. They they have application like that. Does anybody else know what they mean? Brian doesn't. He's forgotten That's everything. That's right. He <laughs> never really knew them. We remind he him of things he did. <laughs> and he's like, oh, yeah, that was pretty funny. I did that thing. That yeah. was good. Our poor wives, I mean, they don't know them all. But no, then they've they heard know. them yeah. or yeah. different versions of them each time we... <laughs> Retail They've it. been embellished at times. Like all we have to do, all we have to do is say the Union Pier exit on 69 <laughs> in Michigan, and they know that story. Yeah. Brian, you want to tell that story? No, no, that's, okay. not, but that's one you know. It's one of my favorites. They oh. haven't been embellished. Totally They've been seasoned. They've been seasoned. It's about adding the salt They've and the pepper. Little, it's like meat has to go in and has to like soak it all up before Absolutely. it goes on. Absolutely. Yeah. Here we come a wassailing. <laughs> this is the song choice for the interlude. Oh, I, I don't even think about it. It just pops out. Yeah. She figures this won't be edited yeah. until Christmas. <laughs> That's right. We've got a lot on their plate in the studio. It's actually probably true. Aaron will get to this for a while. Wassail, wassail. I mean, if we're going to jump into Christmas. You should. You should just go on. Go with it. Cause... Did you lose your questions? No, I have so many of them. We'll ask the next one. Well, they're so boring. We'll be the judge we'll of that. We'll do something with it. Uh, yeah, that's <laughs> what I'm afraid of. <laughs> See, I've already asked a lot of these. Well, that's good. That's good. What Your is something tree. that started when you guys first became friends and still a running gag? Check. So many things. It's, already, it's yeah. been part of well, natural conversation. Every time we get together, we have new ones that come up that week that we just, you just drill continue in. to go yeah. all week on. Mm -hmm. there, I mean, we, we've created a beautiful stage for continual stories to happen because we bring 25 of us together. And so this week, for example, we are in a, in a house and we are going to amusement parks and it's raining. And I mean, you just set yourself up for moments to occur. Things will happen. Is this the first time you guys have stayed in the same house for no, the whole we did week? No, four years ago here. We've done oh, that's right. Times, that's yeah. whenever they came. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and actually, we like to, if we can, even when we're at a resort, try to just get two yeah. units that right. you know have four bedrooms each. And if you guys could live in the same city in the same neighborhood, would you? I've uh -huh. thought about that. <laughs> I would love to, but then I wonder how things like we lived. 
We lived in the same like ten minutes from each yeah. other for two years and never and saw never each saw other. each other. So yeah. and I. I'm still kind of hurt about that. Me too. <laughs> oh, guys, let's talk about it. Let's talk about. Let's have some healing. Well, it was it was about two months, and there was a lot going on. <laughs> I was joking. We don't have to go into it. That was a total Please joke. Don't. Please don't. No, but <laughs> hug it know, out. We'll be fine. <laughs> if we lived in the same town, it would it would be very different. The dynamic would be yeah, different. Right. And That's the what time I was together would not be as intentional and right. not as long. You know, to see each other in passing is just not even close to the same. But to to connect for a minimum of, of a week every time is just really cool. Yeah, that is the advantage that we have is when we are together, it is a great opportunity because for the most part, our our day-to-day lives and work experiences and all those kinds of things take a break and we press pause for the most part. Mm-hmm. And it is about, hey, let's be together. Let's be in this place. Let's go do the things that we love to do individually and collectively that spurs us on. And he says... For the most part, we're uninterrupted because Matt would be voted most likely to check work email while we're together. <laughs> Let's do so. What so do you guys do? I don't know anything about your career. Most likely to check work email it's, is yeah. Matt. Matt. He'll he'll say, I, "I just got to make this quick phone call to, okay. to twelve executives, real quick. It's just a conference call just thing. Quick. We're just working out a, a tragedy that just happened." Just putting uh, the final touches just, on the, the $30 million fundraiser that we have. To, right. Have It'll to just take a us. moment, right? We just need to get on this real quick. Now, he's not most likely to be on an electronic device, just most likely to do work on one. Most likely to be on an electronic device has to be Aaron. There's no question. Yes. It depends Certainly. on if that includes video games, because I think Brian would give me a run for run for the money if we include video most games. Most likely to be playing a video game 30 minutes after it was time to depart <laughs> is Brian. <laughs> he's like, I've just got one more level to clear. Okay, what about you? Thing. What about you? And I'm most likely to say what other other people are most likely to do. So I'm most likely to create those kind of lists. That's good, because that was one of my questions. Out. Or yeah. smart mouth, make a wise crack while one of the wives is trying to say something serious. <laughs> I'm probably most likely yeah. to do that. But Maybe. I know that at least three other people are laughing on the yeah. inside. On the Maybe inside. not allowed to but be. But here, right. you can see it in the eyes. It's just a glint You know, that's all you need. Andy's most likely to say, what coffee place can I make everybody go to that's an hour out of the way before we go on our decided trip? Listen, good coffee is a requirement. It's a staple. Going back to that previous question, though, I do think, though, if for some reason, I don't know what this would be, if there were some dedicated purpose, task, job that somehow we realized that all four of us could really benefit and... Uh, make happen if we decided to and we decided to work together. I do think that we could and we could make that successful. It would be something different than what we had, but I think we can go back to working together very Mm-hmm. Easily, and that's almost sure. a separate question. Working yeah. together is a separate question, and living in the same area. You know, yeah. for living in the same area and not ha- finding purpose together, that becomes a different dynamic than living yeah. in the same area and finding purpose together. Right. Um, the the second of those options seems to me the more likely of the two options, and when I say that, I mean the more that you know would be uh, fulfilling. You know, and that's mm-hmm. I think we would. So it's the that. apocalypse. You guys have to live in community you mm-hmm. would choose to live together because then you'd be like focusing on survival together as your job. That would be okay. Yeah. It'd be hard to, we're so far, I mean, Andy's like, you know, 2000 miles away. So it'd be hard if the apocalypse is going on to, to say, wait, from. hold. Right. Because travel right. during the apocalypse is going to be slower. Well, unless you're going if there's course. teleportation, then right. perhaps we can talk then. But like yeah. in a perfect world, if you guys could just live together and do life together and kind of focus on, like, 
like you said, like a job, for example, or a project together. Mm-hmm. You guys would totally do that because mm-hmm. your dynamic works well together. Mm-hmm. Each of you can kind of like focus on different things. Well, and it's and it's fun to pick that up even when we're together. I mean, we sang at my church on Sunday. We sang quartet, a couple of songs. And it's fun to have those moments where we find purpose in, you know, doing something together, doing work together, you know. Um, so... I want to know what I want, I want to know what everybody does. I don't even know what you guys do. What That's do you cool. do, Brian? I work at Bank of America in mortgage fulfillment, which is a very boring thing to describe. <laughs> <laughs> but, Go further. Tell us yes, more. Uh, actually, paper. it is kind of exciting. That I, I work with the U.S. Trust Division, so we work with, uh, with our highest profile and highest wealth customers. Uh, to help them. So uh, I also uh, am an assistant youth worship leader at my church. So I am involved deeply in our music program. Whoa. So you're the banker of the group. It's important in the apocalypse. Okay. What do you do? I love that. Matt, what do you you got going on? Um, I'm vice president in a healthcare system in Illinois. That sounds complicated. There are days that it is. Um, So some areas... How many people work for you, sir? For me... Mm-hmm. Uh, you can make them jump hundreds yes no. um <laughs> specifically kind of within my world probably 15 to 20 uh, the system itself has about 2700 employees and there are about 10 vice presidents so i'm i'm one of those people around the table um the kind of the philanthropic work reports my way marketing reports my way volunteer services community and government relations Right. So it, it is my job to know people and connect people and be a network and uh, help us with messaging. Also very good for yeah. the apocalypse. All right. Sorry, I was watching a documentary. Go ahead. <laughs> what do you do, sir? Yes, I uh, am. Okay, leaving. that's enough, Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, sometimes I just get really... Okay, <clears throat> take two. I'm a lead pastor at a Nazarene church. That's right. State. I knew that. Yeah. I was kind of offended you asked again. I'm sorry, because we were videoing that one time when you were at the church and you had projects going on. The internet was cutting in and out. Right. Yeah. What were we yeah. doing that day? I don't ago. remember. We were testing. I think we were testing Google Hangouts. Yes, before we went live for the, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay, Aaron, go ahead. I do this. Yay. Yay. <laughs> Thank you for helping me understand what each of you do. <laughs> <laughs> I've wondered. Afraid there are ask. now there are now two <laughs> listeners still listening after hearing our descriptions of our jobs, and mom and dad, you can yes. go ahead and turn it off. So I have a question for you, Danae. As you look at our experience, like what we do every summer, getting together, do you think we're? Do you think other people do this? Do you think this is like? How many people do you think have this in their lives? People that live states away, but they get together every summer and do stuff. Nobody. <laughs> really? I don't know anybody that does it. Really? Certainly there are How more. is that surprising to you? I don't know because I I don't know. I How many people do you know that do this? Andy? Matt? Brian? One. I imagine certain people get together with their frat brothers or something from time to time. Or right, or like maybe like a military, you know, like their division or whatever that they served with. No, I I think you guys have made like a purposeful decision to just stay in each other's lives Mm. and influence each other and lean on each other and then like like carve out time, which I think is amazing. I have several friends who have like long-standing friendships. Like they've known their friends for a very, very long time, but there's just very few of them Mm. that have had a consistent friendship for 
even 10 years. So to, to add to that, that you actually make time to get your families to get together and travel around and that's pretty, I, I think mm-hmm. it's pretty awesome. I'm actually intimidated by it a little bit. <laughs> well, but, that was our goal. Good. We've been planning this for years. Oh, no, it's here. <laughs> the 25 intimidating other friends. That's right. Oh, yeah, I, I actually felt that. I was like, Justin, my husband, do you want to come with me? <laughs> There's going to be so many of them. <laughs> you know, one of the cool things about this friendship group and the families and all of that is that it gives me total permission and freedom to like skip out on all class reunions, high school and college, and just not care. Uh, you know, and part of that was during college, we traveled every weekend, every weekend. Yeah. every weekend. And so, so much of that nightlife, fun college time, I was spending with these three guys. Mm-hmm. And um, and so that changes everything. It changes about who, who you care about at reunions and all that mm-hmm. stuff. Because everyone else was someone you were acquainted with, spent some time with. But nobody went as deep as it did with these three guys. Do you think that's part of it, though, that you guys had something consistently that you were doing in your college years where you had projects that you were doing on the weekends and then during the summer where you are you had to be kind of close and together doing harmonies just as a small example. Mm-hmm. You're singing together and you mm-hmm. have to like know where each other's at and then you kind of get used to each other's pattern, like where someone's going to stand and what their little nuances are and you kind of like you can read each other really well. But you're forced to do that because that's what you you were studying in college, or are you guys just like, hey, let's just start singing randomly, and maybe somebody will let us. Like, how did that whole? That's a great question, actually. The university put the groups together, so the the groups are specifically for the university to go out and tell other people about the university. In fact, at the time, they were called PR groups, which is public relations. So they would go into churches and tell teenagers, hey, come to this amazing college. Did you guys decide to sing? And do that? They did. They put us, it was tryouts. So there were a whole bunch of people that tried out, you know, and we made it. And so then they sent us on the road and paid for our college, you know, part of our college and that kind of stuff. Did they pay for your food and lodging? Yes. That's nice. Yeah. That's a good gig. It was was a really good gig from the university. I mean, food and lodging makes it sound like we were set up at hotels. We're staying with old people. (laughs) Yeah, the casseroles. You know, this is not a. A swanky deal in some that respect. Some of the respect. greatest stories are we, there is one, we There is one house we stayed with that yes. like our four best stories come from. Yeah. The oh. same house. Some of the greatest same, stories. Yeah. Hey, fellas. Yeah, see my sauce? Because was, yeah, that. Oh, there was, yeah, a, there was yeah. a key part of the yeah. sauce story in that he whistled his S's. And so as he described his sauce, hey, fellas. Yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. Hey, fellas, want to see my saws? <laughs> They're downstairs. Well, the funniest thing was we it's were down true. there, and he's showing it to us, and he says, would you boys like to go back upstairs in there and go, sure. <laughs> and I had to run upstairs to keep from laughing in front of this guy. And, That's true. And the, and the goal was to get three of us, to, to get one of the guys having eye-to-eye contact with him and the rest of us on the other side. Mm-hmm. I remember we yeah. got Andy stuck oh, for a cornered. long time. <laughs> Cornered. So we're just crying <laughs> and just behind this guy. Trying and to keep a straight face. And he's <laughs> nodding and smiling. <laughs> he had a saw collection in his basement. Did he play it with the bow? No. no. They Have were you just saws. Yeah. He had, he had built a saw out of a car, like a 1940s Ford or something. Was Remember that? Fa- and the hubcap was, was still on the bandsaw. Yeah. And he had built it. He would start the engine and... Right. It was amazing. And that was the same house where we had been all, all the way there. We were like, oh, we're starving. So we're so hungry. We got to eat. And they bring out this, this like, yellow mush. 
Yeah. I have no idea what was in it, but none of us ate a bit of it. <laughs> I ate it. I ate it because I'm I the guy oh, who's going to eat it. Right. And make I did too because I was like, they made this. Brian, he's like, no, no, I, that wasn't me. I wasn't hungry. <laughs> <laughs> I think I used the I want to diet. <laughs> you totally did. <laughs> I want to diet. And then they brought out the jello with vegetables in it, yeah. which has never yeah. made sense oh, to me. Yeah, oh, yeah, it was yeah. a painful, painful. That and they were an older couple. Right, right. And I think she walked in on you going to the bathroom the next morning. That was that same house. And she stayed. <laughs> <laughs> did not feel the need to turn around and leave. She finished her business at the sink and then... Told me she had changed so many diapers of people my age when she went 30 years I've ago. Seen it all. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> oh, wow. Fantastic. See, that's why you guys are still friends. There was some serious oh, bonding well, happening. I was going to say, you mentioned, you know, being together every weekend, and I think that plays a role. But I mean, you'll notice, like, the girls we traveled with aren't, you know, on vacation with us, and we were together every weekend, you know, with them. Mm -hmm. And there's even a, you know, another guy that we traveled with our second year instead of yeah. Matt, mm -hmm. and he's not invited. Well, we, you know, but so. we love well, them. We, you know, we <laughs> like them. They're listening, Jonathan. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I, I'm, well, we joke about that's it. Right. We but joke about it with Bart There was Lane. something right. unique about this. I mean, there were other groups traveling at the right. same time, and oh. they don't do this. So no, I think no. there was something about the simplicity and the fun. I was going to say that there together. was something in the mush, but you didn't have any... Yeah. So it couldn't yeah. have been the match. Actually, um, he was on a diet. Josh, that we do uh, Sift Pop with, Greg yes. the Geek and the Girl, uh, he traveled in one of these groups mm -hmm. as well. Yeah. So, you know. Brian and I had traveled a year before the four of us. And so Josh was in the group that we traveled oh, with that cool. previous year. Yeah. And another guy. Josh is a nice guy. So he is. Mm -hmm. so, yeah, this so college guess... you guys went to. Nice people. <laughs> nice people. All singing great guys. <laughs> so I just say that to say there is something beyond that. You know, mm -hmm. there's something special yeah. about, again, the frictionlessness of it. You know, that it was just, it was so perfect. You know, it was like that when you put the puzzle piece together and just You guys fits. found your people. Yeah. yeah. That's what so, it feels like. We're so you know? different. And so, you know, learning to dance together kind of is the key, you know. Who, but we can anticipate each other's responses, personalities, laughs, whatever it's going to be, and just kind of know what to expect, and it doesn't frustrate us for some reason. Yeah, like, um, like for instance, I go to movies every weekend as a movie reviewer, as a movie critic. The people who annoy me the most are the ones that talk during the movie. But when I sit next to Brian Hancock, he can talk as much as he wants. Because he is, the, he, he is better than Mystery Science Theater 3000 True. most of the time. And it's like, that person would annoy me so much, but it doesn't, because it's him, right. you know? Yeah. And uh, we just had that experience with Jurassic World, just talking through the whole, the whole movie. And that I sat amazing. by him, and it was wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> the people in front of us weren't as happy about no, it. Was exciting. But, no. but they're not movie reviewers. So what right. do we care? That's so right. in the future, you guys are, uh, your kids are all happy, taken care of, blessed, their lives are moving forward, and you guys are all still getting together mm -hmm. and hanging out. What's one of, like, the trips that you guys want to see yourselves take as just the the group back with husbands and wives, no kids. Like, what's one of those hmm. kind of like, ooh, that'd be fun to do with just the eight of us? Interesting. We talked Hawaii. Yeah. That came up recently. I, I don't know that we've given it a ton of attention. No. Well, I mean, we, you know... My wife and I are going on a 20th anniversary trip, and we kind of threw it out to everybody and said, hey, you want to come along without the kids kind of thing? But, you know, it's expensive, and so I think Matt and his wife are going to join mm -hmm. us. But that's the kind of thing I think will happen more as the kids kind of go their own way, is we'll be able just to get together and do stuff. Dream that's a, little a little bit. Yeah, dream a little mm -hmm. bit more and, you know, have, have some more adventures. Yeah. Right now it's about the logistic. Right. Yeah. So a lot of times Tennessee has actually been our 
place because it's somewhat centrally located in all the different places that we've lived. It's been a common, you know, distance for us and we could get there. So that has more uh, focused on where we've gone more than where do we want to go. I don't know. Right. That's the next question kind of a well, thing. Well, the dream for me has always been um, to, for all four of us to go to Minnesota where the world's biggest ball of twine is stored. Um, this guy's been collecting twine for, for ages. Mm -hmm. and to, to just be able to stand there with these three guys and gaze on its grandeur. Is it, too, is it too late for me to take back the funniest fantastic. of the four thing? <laughs> not yet. Just, not too late. <laughs> no. But I think I know on. where that started. It was when you were standing there looking at all the buzz saws and you're thinking about amazing collections. And it's Could just, be. you're going to well. keep going to these major collection places. I was thinking you guys avoided like being murdered when you were talking about that story. That was scary. Oh, see, this old couple part. that took us in week. to mean... this the part of our house where there's a buzzsaw collection. <laughs> wait, there's more. A buzzsaw car. Wait, there's more. Fed us mush and jello laced with vegetables. But I was thinking like you guys are about to get like that was weird. And then she looked at your pippy. So. Well. <laughs> So that was even more awkward. <laughs> and talked about changing diapers. I don't know if there was a connection there or not. Yeah. It is. It was creepy. Thing, that though, was creepy. It? I mean, that is an interesting thing when you think back on it. Yeah. Like, I don't know that I even thought of it that way at the no. time. No, you, just, you were just right, staying with people. And but like, if your kids yeah. told you that story, you'd be like, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> did you think about calling the police at any point? Yeah. That was that's it. I I have stories like that though, where I'm like looking back, going, what was I thinking? But you guys. We're set it, by the college. It really so. was an adventure because every week you had no idea who you were going to stay with. And sometimes the guys would all stay together. Sometimes it was two and two. So you'd go off and have this experience, come back in the morning, and some were neutral, no big deal. Yeah. Other times it was hysterical. Absolutely oh, yeah. hysterical. Sometimes it was amazing. We got to stay at some places like indoor oh, pools yes. and crazy awesomeness. Right. And, and Yeah, just sometimes they put you with the rich family in the church. And yeah. it's like, yeah. yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Other um, times you you get put with somebody who would want to watch Saturday Night Live with you and not get all the awkward jokes. Right. <laughs> Usually yeah. it was Walker Texas Ranger yeah. in those. Okay. We were hey. seeing that about it. One of my night. favorites though is when we stayed with with the pastor and his wife, the okay. four of us, and we're uh, we're sitting there at the night before church. So Saturday night we're at dinner in their home, and they're talking about their daughter who attends Olivet, and says, you know, her name is so and so, blah 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 blah. And we're like, no, we don't know who it is. Well, then a couple of us realize who it is. And, and what we remember is this girl is in our lobby all the time making out with her boyfriend. Okay, this is what we know. But we're not going to say this to the mom and the dad. So Brian's still going, no, nah, I just don't know who it is. Oh, no. And so we're going oh, on, no. and, you know, she's, you know, a lot of times down in the lobby, you know. <laughs> no, no. So finally he goes, oh, yeah, 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 the girl with the tongue ring. Right? <laughs> <laughs> to which to which the dad pastor says no and the wife goes honey we were gonna tell you <laughs> middle of dinner we're like oh <laughs> ladies and gentlemen brian hancock that's right yeah and it and you can tell as soon as he said it he tried to pull it back but it is out there and gone and they got up from, and we didn't see them the rest of the night, and we found our way to church the next day. <laughs> I don't think Whoa. there was another, another conversation. Oh, that's exciting. So funny. Yeah. No. That, that was, I had totally forgotten that. I don't know if you've ever told that story. Stuff. Well, <laughs> no, there's other times. We, 
<laughs> we did music and drama in in churches and camps and things, and so some of the some of the sketches that we would do um, is we'd be acting out scenes and and interacting with people who didn't exist on the stage. And one particular uh, skit, I was being pulled over. My wife and I were being pulled over after church. And so we're talking about the sermon, but then we're getting really mad. All this stuff is happening. And and I interact with a fictitious police officer at the window of the car in front of the, I'm sitting there in front of the congregation. And suddenly this particular Sunday, as I roll down the fake window and say, yes, officer, I'm supposed to hear nothing. Instead, I hear Brian's voice over a backstage microphone saying, yeah, I clocked you going 55 minute 40, you know? And I'm like, what do I do, right? And so I just begin to interact with him. And the whole point is we get this ticket and it makes me mad. It makes the wife mad. We all argue about right. this the rest of the way through the skit. So at the end of interacting with him, he goes, well, just slow it down. I'll let you off this time. So now I got to find out a way to get mad to keep the skit going. To get, oh, it's fantastic. Oh, man. So, Brian, when did you decide to do that? Like, he um, just hit you, and you're like, I'm going to do this. The problem is we've done these skits so, <laughs> so many, many times, times yeah. that at some point you're just long. kind of going through the monotony of it. Trying to keep small, it interesting. Yeah, yeah and yeah. if there's a small church with 30 people or, or even 130, and they're not, they're they're not looking know. at you with glazed eyes, and you're kind of going, let's have some fun with it. Let's shake this up. You know, we, <laughs> we like to improv. We like to play, so. Some of us like to well, <laughs> Some of us would like a little bit of warning. <laughs> Yeah, but you did it. You made it. Yeah, there was a. <laughs> this is another Brian moment, but yeah. there we had this we had this makeshift kind of backdrop stage thing. It was you know so it was a curtain, and so we could hide you know our sound system and ourselves back there when we weren't on performing. Well, it was really a, a pretty thin curtain, and uh, Brian had a routine because it would be this song played and it was in a skit we weren't in. So he just kind of worked out a little dance backstage right next to the curtain. But nobody could see him. Brian's shaking his head. He has no recollection I, no, of no, the no. story oh, at all. Because I, I can hear the song. <laughs> and, and it included a pelvic thrust or two um, during, this, during the song. So he would do this right behind the curtain. Hysterical for us. No big deal, right? The, uh, the, the song goes on. Well, this particular time we learned later that the way the lighting was, and they could see him. <laughs> 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 see my silhouette. Right. Austin Powers moment. It was more of a... Yeah, yes. <laughs> see, you remember a, a it was, then you remember the, you remember the song, too. I, re I remember that part of the song. I don't even remember what skit it was, but Julie was playing the piano, and yeah. she would kick into this... Uh, uh, Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> <laughs> right? You hear yeah. it in your head now? I remember. Now. <laughs> yeah. If this were a video was, yeah, podcast, it was, it was an awesome yeah. hours show. moment. Yeah. I was going to say a magic <laughs> yeah. mic moment, but. Uh, you're, well, right. yeah. you're our own Channing Tatum. <laughs> he doesn't argue with that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the answer was yes. <laughs> All right, so uh, we're coming up on like 10 minutes or so left in the show, and I wanted to throw it to you guys. Any questions for us? You've got the stage. Sorry, you went like this, so I thought you had... No, because we, we had one of those uncomfortable silent pauses. And one of the things I've been working on since childhood and still have not perfected is something that Brian can do 
with ease, and it was the perfect moment for it. And he missed it comedic timing-wise because he was thinking about first world problems. But that is the cricket noise. And, oh, and you can't, can't do, do it, it anymore. anymore. What happened? Surgically lost removed. the cricket noise. Yeah, I had, I had my tonsils removed as an adult, which is a very painful and horrifying experience. Yeah. <laughs> and they didn't use anesthetic, so it was, I mean. Yeah. And they don't warn you that it will take away your cricket sounding abilities. <laughs> this is <laughs> awful because I want to ask to hear it, but. I know. It's, no, he he could do so it. You would think a cricket was in the room. It was right? amazing. Like he could, he could yeah. somehow. But you know what's even more fascinating than that? Is since, since we're doing a podcast, there's a radio stuff all around. There's someone in this room named Andy who can do a perfect Casey Kasem voice. <laughs> <laughs> or Neil I just want to hear at yeah. this moment in one of these microphones. <laughs> I, Casey Kasem? Do I do a Casey Kasem <laughs> voice? Yes, you do. <laughs> Swing the mic around to him. Here, what does Casey mic. Kasem say? Uh, so what's a top 40 or whatever radio... I, you know, if I if I did a Casey Kasem voice ever, I don't remember doing it. So. Yeah, you did it oh. yesterday. Did I do it <laughs> yes. yesterday? It's been I this week a... you did Casey Kasem. <laughs> Good, keep, I have keep no idea. Back. Keep it coming back. Keep encouraging him. This. <laughs> I hate being put on the spot. So <laughs> do that funny thing you do, Andy, right, right now. now. That is another joke that we would always do. That funny thing you do. Do it. Right do it right now. Do that funny be thing. Funny. Uh, be funny so now. After the podcast, I'll work on a little Casey Casey. <laughs> yeah, it's not on the spot, and when I feel like it. So seriously, do you guys like have any questions for us? I would Tom? like to know what. Why did we do this? <laughs> That's a great question. Why are That's we here? Yeah. I know <laughs> the answer. Oh, okay. Aaron's fault. The the idea was, I think people can connect to friendships, either friendships mm. that have been maintained or friendships that have been lost. Uh, I think that people will think about the own people in their lives that they wish they had maintained better contact with, mm-hmm. uh, people in their yeah. lives that they have maintained contact with and that they're thankful for. And then the other people who don't have a friendship like your guys's are going to feel horrible about their lives. <laughs> <laughs> ostracized like they're missing out you know they're going to be thinking why don't i have that so the happy people will be happier and the sad Sad people people it's very polarizing but i i would say as much as there was a click and there has been a click to us hopefully people will take away the fact that we've also made a decision we've made a decision to make it work there's a a that's a really good point because i don't have like friendships like this i'm probably just now getting to develop like the longer term ones that will carry mm-hmm. through in the next, you know, decades of my life. I have known a lot of people and I've loved a lot of people and I've had friends in different like seasons, um, but nothing kind of like mm-hmm. this. And it's not necessarily intimidating. It's just fun to kind of be around. I mean, it was intimidating before I came over. That's very true. But it is neat to kind of see, you know, that how you guys are interacting. And it's very, very similar. It's a choice that you make. To keep contact. Mm-hmm. And that is something else that Aaron taught me about church. I remember uh, when we first started hanging out, we were talking about church one time. And I was talking about how much church angers me and frustrates me. And, mm. and it was just really interesting because Aaron's approach to those types of conversations is not to be diverse, but to be like, oh, that's interesting. Tell me more. So, and I don't know when to shut up. So I just was like, yeah, da, 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 da. It's like, what about you? You know? And he's like, oh, I, you know, go to church um, every Sunday. I'm very involved in church. And I completely agree with you. It's really difficult. I'm like, well, why don't you just like leave? And he told me about like maybe a story of a breakup in a church or something. And mm-hmm. he's like, cause you have to choose to stay. Mm-hmm. Like you have to choose to be a part of the culture. And so I can kind of see that in friendships too. I've been kind of like watching how he 
does that. It's very fascinating <laughs> to not just cut people out and bail. It's very weird. I kind of like it. I'm learning a lot. Yeah. That well, was, you've talked really about similar. your own experiences to cut and run. That's kind of been your your life in a lot of ways, whether it be a job or whether it be church or, you know, past relationships or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I, I totally get that. Get like out. A, yeah. Like I get like mm-hmm. there's pain, there's discomfort here. Let's move on. Let's go do something. And sometimes I don't think that's a bad way to approach things. Right. No, there's um, but there's certain times whenever there's a difference between and for me, and this is going into a totally different direction, but for me, like um, there's a difference between cutting and run when you should stick because it's just a people mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. and sticking too long and then you're in a dangerous relationship and you need to cut and run. So it's been learning that balance mm-hmm. of what it means in your job and your career, in your church environment, your relationships, kind of like learning all of that. And when you cut and run real quick all the time, you really can't understand like what is an appropriate relationship and what isn't an appropriate relationship for I'll just give the church example again. You know, like you mm-hmm. might really not think that the preacher was saying what you think that it should have said. Like you think it's different, but you learn to love people anyway because we're all just trying to express in our own, like the best way we know how. So I'm like learning about all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. So I just went off on the like 17 bunny trails. I apologize. No, no, no. <laughs> no, I think, and I think that is kind of what it's about in, in one of the overall, <laughs> you know, themes of yeah. this for us yeah. is that choice, that choice to stick together. And I think that can translate to people. I think that's something that maybe people are interested in learning about is what it takes to maintain friendships, that it's a choice that you have to make and all the fun and all the, you know, backstories and all the laughter and you know, all that stuff is that's what happens in time and with seasons that you have together but it's truly that you have to make it work which means you have to make time mm-hmm. and that's something that you guys have been doing long mm-hmm. enough it'd be kind of neat to to see how you guys you know can approach that in an audio for an audio audience to kind of experience so so, so what that's, I would, that's kind oh, of... so what i'd like to say to the listener out there <laughs> who is it that you should reconnect with which old friend which former buddy, compadre, pal, should you call up and say, hey, it's been years, but maybe it'd be nice if I stopped by, you met my kids, I met yours, we hung out for a little bit, reconnected. And I'll invite you down to see my sauce. <laughs> Have some mush. Make sure it ends really creepy. Yeah, yeah that's, that's right. right. <laughs> End this podcast really um, creepy. Hey. And so that's Casey Kasem with the top 100 hits, telling you find a friend. I have no idea if that sounded like Casey Kasem or not. I thought he was in the room. He and Roger Ebert were sitting right here together doing a podcast. Nice. Yeah, that'll work. There it is. That's the... Those are my guys. So cool. That was a lot of fun. I, you know, listening back to it, it was interesting. I had a massive headache the first time we did it, like the last half of recording that. And so I'd forgotten a lot of that. Brian, man, every story starts with him. <laughs> like, he's just, he's the troublemaker. He's the unsung hero. <laughs> That's right. Of the four of you. Uh, thank you so much for listening to Shoe the Dough Live Patio Show, half podcast, half radio. It's- Patio is not live radio or later on the podcast. (laughs) It's a patio show. Um, And we are pleased to bring it to you. Uh, Once again, a reminder we're going to be right after this recording a at least 10 minute segment 
uh, that'll be just for our Patreon supporters. I think our topic today is going to be Celebrity Falls. So, been stuff in the news about Bill Cosby recently, just today, stuff in the news about Jared from Subway. Just why are we so fascinated when celebrities fall? So, if you're a Patreon supporter, today you're going to have an additional uh, extra clip on Patreon. So, you'll just go like you normally do to patreon.com slash Aaron and Danae. And remember, just a dollar a month. Uh, to support us in what we do gets you access to all of those bonus episodes as we record them. So we'll be doing that every Tuesday for the Shoe the Dough podcast. And then now that we're doing Sift Pop on Fridays, we'll be doing one for Sift Pop as well. So we're excited about that. Excited to have you join us there. To go there, you can go to AaronandDanae.com and click on Patreon or Patreon.com slash AaronandDanae works as well. Thanks for joining us. We'll uh, check you out next week or on Friday. Friday. Well, it's technically next wherever, week too. Wherever you want to join us, maybe on Periscope. Who knows? You know, you can always like tweet us too. Twitter works. The this book, is the this book is of the when, face. This is when we go into so many ways to contact us. <laughs> it may be a little overwhelming. Wherever it is, we'll see you then. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.